ask and you shall receive. Joining me today, Arte Hasta La Muerte, Mayra Mesa. Enjoy the show. beautiful people i am here with mayra mesa from arte hasta la muerte and this one has actually been requested by all the listeners out here so i'm gonna take the listeners out here mayra uh thank you i didn't know that that's so awesome it's very always heartwarming um to number one share my story not a lot of people do this so i want to thank you as well for giving the opportunity for artists and different business owners like myself to to share their story so thank you for doing it Oh, absolutely. So yes, this one was requested for a while and finally doing it. Yes. Thank you. So to the people who do not know Mayra, she is a local artist here in San Diego. And I just want to know what for you got you into art? Oh, well, I've always liked art, you know, since a kid that that was always I was always drawn to it. So I think I can many artists like myself can relate to that. It's something that you just fall in love with, you know, um, so I've always liked coloring, everything, anything to do with arts and crafts. I loved during my teenage years, I lived in some low income apartments, Palmar Apartments in Chula Vista. Shout out to that, to those apartments back in the day when they used to do this. Um, it was for the youth every summer. They would have a calendar contest and it was a nationwide calendar contest. And it was through, um, I believe it was through HUD. So it was a lot of lower income families that would do this throughout our nation. And I happened to have won a couple of times. So that of course got me like, oh, maybe I am a little bit good at this, you know? So it was cool, especially being so young. Um, and then in high school, I took, I just took one course. It was like an arts and crafts class and I loved it. It was just one of my favorite classes. I wrote down some dates cause I'm so horrible, but thank, thank goodness for Facebook that reminds me and keeps track of everything. So I went back and I looked um, and I wrote down some dates because I'm so bad at that. And everybody that knows me knows that I am in 2010. I, I started with a divorce. So that was like the, the number one mental thing, I guess that I was dealing with and battling with at that time. And then shortly after that, I started experiencing some medical issues. So I woke up one day and I couldn't get up without crying of excruciating. It was just really, really bad pain that happened. And I was just kind of like a ping pong with the doctors back and forth. You have this, no, you have that. Bottom line, it was my back. Uh, years later, I had to get surgery for my back and then it went to my neck. So I've, I've been battling through these medical issues and art has always, I've always found just like a safe place. And just for me to kind of just zone out and forget about everything else that's going on mentally, uh, physically, and and I was already going through that, you know, my my divorce issue. And then I went to the medical issue. It was to where the point where I couldn't go anywhere, couldn't go to my kids games without a wheelchair. So I was I was with that wheelchair for a while, you know, and I remember at that time thinking, like, is it going to be back to normal ever? You know, am I ever going to be able to to walk, you know, to to play ball with my kids? And 
Uh, so it was it was a real, real dark place for me at that time. And even gracias a Dios, mm-hmm. I went to therapy and I did all these medications that the doctors were throwing at me, which which I hate. I was dealing with that. And, you know, the therapies helped me, but it didn't take it away. Only when I was doing art was when I would forget about just everything. That's how I really got into into art. And that's when it really kind of opened that door from then. So then in 2014, I liked it that I that this made me go back and look at some dates. So in 2014, I started messing with acrylic paint. So that's when officially I picked up a paintbrush and it was actually a makeup. I'm a single mother. I, of course, I have the fam- the family that supports me a thousand percent, but I have to watch my budget. You know, I have to watch where my money goes to. So at that time, I was just using whatever I found at the house. I used toothpicks. I used old makeup brushes that I didn't need anymore. I used cotton swabs. I used my fingers. I used anything I can get my hands on to to create and to make art. So that's when I officially, officially picked up that brush was in 2014. Throughout that journey, what to you was the one that's... One painting that stuck out to you the most, more than all of them, and especially, you know, with going through what you did. I think that my the one that I did for my dad, uh, it honors my my dad and my uncle for Dia de los Muertos. It was a tribute to them. It was used for uh, La Neta. I don't know if you're familiar with La Neta. So it was in their in their pamphlet, and it was it was an honor to to honor my dad. And I feel like he was the closest person that I. The first closest person that I ever really, you know, that was very, very close to me that I lost other than my grandparents, that was my dad. So throughout this whole journey, I feel that that he's been with me. And so I always try to to honor him and to honor all of my past loved ones, Dia de los Muertos. So anything that has to do with Dia de los Muertos is just, it's, it's very special to me. Now that you are teaching art, how has that experience been like and how have you helped maybe some of the people that you've taught art? It's just so self-rewarding. And throughout the pandemic, I started rewind to, I, I, you know, I started my business and everything's going good. You know, of course, not all of them are sellouts. There's some that I would show up to and I had one person, but let's do it. Um, you know, and so everything was going good. And, and then just like everyone else, you know, here comes the pandemic and um, here comes feelings of fear and anxiety and what's next, what's going to happen? How am I going to provide for my family? Because this is you know, at the end of the day, this is how I provide for my family. So I was nervous and and all these thoughts were going through my head. My regular customers that paints with me, I don't like to call them customers. She's she's my friend. So one of my friends that paints with me, she recommends, she's like, why don't you go virtual? And I did everything through through this, through my phone was, you know, how I ran my business. So I'm like virtual, like, you know, my kids are my witness. I'm a horrible at technology. I don't It'll take me forever to figure something out. So I was nervous and I had to, you know, kind of step outside of my comfort zone and figure things out and, okay, let's do it. And I kind of did it sounds selfish because I also did it for myself. You know, I did it because um, my paint nights are actually also my escape from, from my own reality, even though, you know, I'm kind of on the clock, it's also helping me just up here, you know, it's, it's my mental, it's my sanity. I feel that, you know, my friends, she said, you know, so you should charge. And I just didn't feel right charging at that time. You know, everybody's going through the same things that, and the same fears that I'm going through. If they can, they can. And if they can't, then it's here for, for the number one reason is to let's get through it. Let's get through whatever we're going through. Number one was COVID. But on top of that, it was more than 
than just COVID. It was the story started coming and and I'd be in bed just like reading them to Armando and, and just crying and him crying too. And it's just like so moving to, to know that something that helped me, I knew can help others. But I didn't know it was going to help others to the point where they're messaging me and telling me, you know, I lost my dad from cancer. I lost my, you know, my, my, my baby, you know, and this is how I'm coping. Thank you for your classes. This helped my relationship. I think that's really what, what helped me going, you know, and keep offering those sessions. And even now, you know, um, everything's, you know, pretty back to normal, but I feel that there's still those people. And I was those people at that time, you know, I, I, I wasn't able to afford a lot of things for my kids growing up. Mentally, it helps get through your situations, but it also helps you bond with your family. It's a nice bonding moment and you're creating art. Cool that people tell me, oh, you know, I did this with my abuelita. And now, you know, that's something that you have that your abuelita did that. And, you know, when are when else are you going to paint with your abuela? You know, we had abuelas, we had tias, you know, the kids, relationships, just couples painting, people painting by themselves. So it, it, it's just an amazing, very, very self-rewarding experience. And how has your family played a role in your career teaching art and making art? They're my little employees. <laughs> <laughs> they're all legal to work, by the way. But um, they're, they've just been such a huge support. The reason that, that I started, I was always a little shy about sharing my artwork with others. And that's normal for a lot of people. You know, that's something very intimate and you're opening yourself up to criticism um, as well as you're going to get some people that love it, but you're also going to get some people that it ain't for them, you know, and that's okay. But it's also hard to to just throw yourself out there. So Armando, my fiance, number one reason why I put myself out there, he encouraged me. I was shy to let him know that, that yeah, I did that on my wall. Once he found out, he was like, what are you doing? You know, you have to share your artwork, go to these group art shows, go to La Bodega, you know, that's who kind of gave me that push that I needed. And he continues to be by my side. If you go to my paint sessions, if he's not at, at dialysis because he has kidney failure, but if he's not at dialysis, he's always right there with me, pouring your paint or, you know, getting you what you need, helping me set up and break down. He's He's been just a trooper. My kids, you know, they're the behind the scenes. My youngest daughter, she's a senior now, but she helps me here at home prepare. My son helps me carry the stuff. So it's just really, really a family affair. My daughter, sometimes I'm able to to have her and she helps me when Armando can't help me and I have a big class to my neighbors, to my cousins, to my sisters, my mom. Again, it's just like very heartwarming to to know that I have this huge support system. I did want to share with you that from time to time, I always try to find artists, uh, mainly at the Art Hub. A lot of them have great things to say about you. Everybody has great things to say about you. My biggest thing for you is that I've heard maybe like stories of like why you left, but I want to hear um, from you, like, you know, what got you to leave the Art Hub. I was bugging Armando, like, I need my studio space. I need my studio space. The house is going to be so much cleaner if I have my own space and I'm not going to be in the way and we can have our dinner table back because... Our table is, I would show you, but I'm embarrassed, <laughs> is my workspace. You know, this is where I work. My living room, my gastal storage, storage with all hundreds of canvases. It's just, it's a studio slash home for us here. So I finally was able to, I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I just jumped the gun and I did it. And um, sometimes you have to do that, even if you... I don't see it as a failure because I closed. It's just something that I that I needed to accomplish and experience for myself. And I loved it. I love the art hub. I loved everybody that was there. I love the sense of community. 
Um, except that I just wasn't there enough. You know, I was treating it more as a very expensive storage versus me being there. I have my own, you know, way of working. I'm a weird person. I When I'm working, I'm just kind of like I throw on my show or I throw on my music and I'm here at home. I'm able to clean. I'm able to cook for my kids and my family. I'm able to do some laundry. Uh, so I'm just multitasking like other business owners that are that are also moms. You know, it's we have many titles. And if I'm here at home, it's just so much easier for me to do. And it's just um, I gave it a year and I wrote down the date because I, I was like, when did I even go to the art hub? So I knew that I had given it a year, but it also didn't seem like a year. And the reason that it didn't seem like a year, which should have been my first red flag, I got it in May, in May of 2021. And I really didn't open it. My grand opening was in July. I opened it up. And I mean, you know, the end of the day, I opened it up as a business. You know, this was supposed to, you know, give me a profit versus, you know, it's not that I'm looking out to get rich, but I also have to provide for my family and I'm taking away from my family. And as much as it hurt me to close, I'm like, if it was bigger and I'm able to host paint nights there, then, oh, I would have been perfect. A lot of people who, you know, told me about you, they said they're like, yeah, I feel like Maida is like at this level where she could have like a big old studio elsewhere outside of the art hub so you know they're cheering for you they're rooting for you and they're hoping nothing but the best for you thank you thank you guys i miss everyone at the art hub (laughs) now you have a lot of classes um all over san diego uh tell us about how people can find you and how people get a hold of a possible class or even uh host a a class at a certain location. I do everything through social media, which which goes back to me not being so tech savvy is I don't have this website where you can I could probably create it, but it'll probably take me like a week. And, you know, I don't have that time to really, really um, dedicate to that. So it's been working for me. So I just continue to just throw it out there on social media, on Facebook or on Instagram. It's this right here, Arte Salamuerte or Arte HLM what I'm painting, where it's at, how much it costs. And all they have to do is text me or they can send me a message um, on Instagram or on Facebook and, and I'll get, I'm pretty fast at, at responding. So outside of getting classes, where can people see your artwork at the moment? That's something that came up this week, like three times. So it's probably a sign that I need to to focus a little bit more on my personal artwork because it's just, I'm creating so much, but I'm creating for my paint night. So you know, it's nothing that uh, when I create for my paint nights, of course, it's going to be something that I love. And there are times that I have to step outside of the, you know, I have to think outside of the box. I have to step outside of my comfort zone and paint something that I'm not so fond of because that's what they request. It's just something that I really have to dedicate time to is going back to to painting for myself, you know, not not so much for the paint nights, which I love for my my painters and everybody that joins me. You know, that's what that's what started me, you know, started this business. I started the paint nights was just my personal artwork. So I definitely need to. And Armando's always telling me I need to. And I think honestly, I think that's something. Thankfully, um, Malvicho and Patty, Patricia Cruz and um, a lot of others have been uh, starting to come back with the art shows, the group art shows. But back then was was La Bodega and was a lot of the Centro Cultural was hosting uh, quite a few art shows as well. But now that Patricia and, and Joni are, are bringing back those group art shows and I'm kind of like pushing myself a little bit more to get on that and, and start creating 
a little bit more for for myself. For everybody that's listening right now, who's listening to your story, what advice do you want to give to any artists out there or even someone that wants to start teaching art? What advice would you want to give to anybody listening right now? I think that consistency is really important. And whether you're doing it, you know, for one person or a hundred people, like the same energy and the same motivation should go into it and just love it. If you don't love it, then it's probably not for you and you need to find what you love. But it's always important to to try new things. I got an airbrush machine that's sitting and it'll I'll get to it. But it's, you know, it I haven't gotten to it yet. You know, I got um, some neon lights because I want to start uh, glow in the dark painting. So I'm constantly trying new things, even if they don't work, you know, at least you tried it. And even if you, uh, it didn't work out, at least, at least you tried it. And at least you, lechatas ganas. Failures are not always failures. Sometimes they're, you're setting yourself up for success. Mayra Mesa, everybody. Thank you so much, Mayra, for being a part of this show being a part of this podcast, sharing as much information as you could, bringing all of us some joy with your art. Check it out, Arte Hasta La Muerte 6 on Instagram, and keep up with Maida because what she brings to the table is always phenomenal. That's going to be it for this episode of Cata Nation Studios. On Friday, Cata Nation and Español continues Lalo Hernandez from the band Zenith. And for next week, we're not going to have a guest Last season, I was able to bring a behind-the-scenes footage episode called Kata Nation Uncut. Well, next week, it's Kata Nation Uncut 2. Go behind the scenes of more wackiness here on Kata Nation Studios. Take care, everybody. We are Kata Nation. This was a Catanation Studios production. To get involved, go to my Instagram at WeAreCatanation. And to continue to listen to awesome podcasts like this one, go to wearecatanation.buzzsprout.com.